0: This episode of Ticket Volume is brought to you by us, Invigate. Get service operations under control in no time. Get one free month of our software solution by going to try.invigate.com. Ticket Volume is excited to bring you the Vice President of Product Management at NextThink, the former Senior Director of Product Management at Avanti, and known for his work on ITSM platforms like Landesk and Touchpaper. He's also co host of the Enterprise Digital Podcast. Welcome to Ticket Volume, news and information for improving IT experiences. I am your host, Matt Barron, and I chat with different leaders from around the world to share insights on service management, technology, and business, and this episode is no exception. Good day to you listeners. What are you looking to learn about? Leave a comment on this episode or on our LinkedIn page, connect with us, or share our podcast with someone for now, though, let's begin. Welcome to Ticket Volume, Ian Aitchison. Hi, Matt. Nice to be here. Nice to have you on. Thank you for taking the time to be here because I know that you're in this different role. You've moved on from some of these ITSM vendors. You, you had this long career and tenure with the ITSM vendors, and now you're moving to NextThink, which is kind of related to the service management uh, space. But let's talk about that. What is your role? What are you doing now?
1: Yeah, well, uh, I say moving. I I moved over to NextThink almost two years ago now. And um, uh, VP, product management at NextThink, Um, your viewers and listeners, hi, everybody, are probably aware of NextThink as the leader in digital employee experience management or DEX. And you might think, well, that's an interesting transition from a a previous career leading uh, product management around ITSM, uh, enterprise service management, IT asset management. Um, and a a collection of sort of related pieces around that. But actually, there's a really interesting industry convergence, which has been going on for a number of years. Uh, And um, in some ways, I see that as a journey uh, in the same direction, where all these pieces are now much more connected than they ever were. I almost have more service management conversations now than I used to in the past, because experience has become so much more important to service management and the, the DEX technologies that, that NextThink is you know, the leader in is is a technology that's fundamental to ITSM success now.
0: Yes, exactly. Good way of putting it. And we're getting, I don't want to get too far ahead here. Yeah. Uh, we have had John Layden on, who I think I also works for NextThink. He does.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you've had John, he's, he's, uh, uh, he will have given you a fantastic description, absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's a good dude. Um, but I do also like that you point out specifically like this is where you see the industry going, so this is where you went. Um, it makes a ton of sense. And I really would like to pick your brain a little bit about um how how product wh- what service management can learn from product management.
1: Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah let's go into that. So I've talked about this quite a lot over recent years. Um and obviously my my career uh and and experience has been around building building products uh very Not often sure. relatively innovative new cloud uh evolutions of technologies that have been around and are reimagined and represented in new platform models so leading uh teams of super talented product managers often distributed working with product teams um now yet yeah, oftentimes that's very close to service management so I get in conversations with Uh, IT leaders, about how they can build and deliver fantastic IT services. And uh, I found over the last four, five years, maybe, that the concepts that we were using in software product management were concepts that were incredibly valuable and useful for people in service management, but many of them were not aware of them. So I've been talking about this, you know, quite a lot. Do you want me to go into the big description of this, match? Shall I say you're right into my theory? Of- For sure.
0: We totally should because okay. it's such a good topic.
1: There's a bit of history to this, right? So you've got to go back a I
0: love it. in time.
1: And, you know, once upon a time, uh, software tech vendors, uh, Linux, think, and, and others, once upon a time, they were building technologies that went on-prem, software that went on-premises. Uh, they were built, put in a box, and shipped. You send but, it out uh, almost in the post. You go back far enough, it would be in the post. But uh, it goes on. And, and And the software vendor is done and finished with it, and they move on to the next bit of work. Meanwhile, at that time, service management was building services. And very often, services are dark. continually running. They're continually running... They're running, sure, in a private cloud or they're running in a on-premises environment, but they run as if they're a cloud or they're even being introduced using cloud technologies, going back to that, that evolution point in the past, right? And what you had were service management people using service management principles and practices to build services in a continually operating way. Now, time passed technology changed, what I call modern product management came along. The concepts of product teams, uh, each product team, are, <coughs> um, is empowered, uh, is independent, is led by a product manager and a technical lead and a designer often called the triad or the trio at the top of a product team and large vendors have lots of product teams all working together. They're continually in contact with their customers. They're continually monitoring the evolution of their technology and the use of their products because their products are now all in the cloud. So what Mm -hmm. ITM was doing, now software vendors are doing, but they're doing it differently. And I'm going to be bold here, Matt, and I'm going to say they're doing it much better. And I'm sorry, but they're doing doing it much better. They're working with discovery. They're working with roadmaps. They're working with value and outcome. They're working with user experience they're uh, working with telemetry and all of the practices around how you do that all the techniques, all the documents, all the concepts are very often come down to things like roadmaps how you plan roadmaps and how you deliver on roadmaps these are 100% the things that service management professionals can be using to build their services so once ITSM was. was in the lead doing all the the we're continually operating these services, then everything moved to the cloud and suddenly the vendors are building and doing this better. Now IT, uh, ITSM needs to learn from product and use these to be even better at ITSM.
0: My gosh, that is a good description. I can, in my head I'm picturing these CD-ROMs being mailed out to users <laughs> and that's like good your... Enough. That's a, you don't. that's your major release, right? You're like, okay, this is my major release. I'm gonna mail out. I mail out this disc, and then we go back and we work on the second unit. And maybe there's another disc that goes out eventually. And then we we migrate to the the current age where everything is always on and always, always available. On.
1: You're all your fingers always on the pulse. You've always got telemetry running. You really care about every click of every person interacting with that, and you really care about the success and the outcome for an individual using that Um, and that's where we see the same with service management now we see that same thing of the outcome really really matters and understanding the user journey is really important and that's evolved even into understanding the user uh, experience
0: Um, and that's where that other
1: path has really really blossomed
0: (laughs) that's such a good point (laughs) And you see now why um, ITIL and frameworks that are similar to that, and it's certainly the people in service management, borrowing from other frameworks, borrowing from other ideas, other methodologies, and how, how key that is. That being able to adapt to what is now needed, what are people saying now, what are consumer products doing, instead of shipping out CD-ROMs, that we need to be doing yeah. and the onus used to be on it to do that stuff but we've got all these other companies that are l- literally dependent on it for their lives and so of course they're funneling millions of dollars into yeah. figuring out how can we do this faster how can That's we do right. this better how can you know, we meet the customer expectation you
1: know, itil for example itil 4 has some really good things in it that are as, i know it's been a while since itil 4 came out but you know the 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 principles, the, the start where you are and the take small steps and focus on the outcome. These things have always been great. And that, that's that's absolutely where every software vendor is also at. The days of writing, big plans of how we're going to build big products and you're not going to see anything for two years. I mean, those days are gone. Obviously, agile is a, a term we all use a lot. And of course, agile is, is throughout there. But there's also the importance of... Uh, consistency of delivery there's the importance no, no, no. of being able to have a plan and a destination and achieve that destination so a i'm drifting slightly into the agile thing now but a pure world where everybody is just taking small steps they take small steps and they go around in a circle and they're back where they started and um you need direction you need yes uh, a, a framework around agile working that means that every step is for a reason and it's taking us in the right direction. And lots of people, lots of teams, lots of product teams are taking those steps incrementally. And sometimes it's a wrong step and they adjust, and that's fine, but they're all heading towards uh, a destination, um, a major outcome or a minor outcome, or just a destination that we're trying to get to. And that's, that's a large part of what the product management side of building technology is about. It's about not doing circular work for the sake of it, but it's about delivering... A very clear outcome that's value and making sure we deliver it.
0: Yes. Well, hopefully this has inspired some people to read about this a little bit more and kind of explore this. I see questions about this all the time about how do we how do we pair things like the design life cycle and agile? How do we pair? Service management and product management. And I think, like, hopefully people are starting to realize that you can't just focus in one spot and that there's tons of value in these other spaces. Yeah. To, and I really
1: to, I really, would, if you're a, a service management uh, leader, if you're involved in designing and building and continually operating services, and by the way, all parts of the the life cycle of a service all the way through, you know, whether it's incident management or change management, capacity, all of this is what software vendors do in product management with our products. It's what we do. No, no, no. It's what we do. And I'll even, I'll grab it. You talk about reading, I'll show you two books, if I may, if you don't mind now. I'm please, gonna go- Please, please.
0: Yes. I love it when people reference books. All right. And yeah. it's the fact that you're pulling it off your shelf is yeah, <laughs> another yeah, vote for it.
1: So if you're in service management, um, one of these has been out a while and, and no no guidelines around good modern product management are perfect. And this one is not perfect, but this is a good one to read. So uh, it's called Inspired. Ooh, inspired. It's by a guy called Marty Kagan from the Silicon Valley product group. Um, it's well worth a read to understand modern product management. Um, related to that, by the way, if you're running teams of people that are working in that sort of environment. He does a great one called Empowered as well, which uh, is really good. And is about enabling and empowering um, in a largely agile world, but one where there is clear direction and clear focus and clear empowerment of people to achieve the right thing. So they are good reads to uh, to have.
0: Good stuff. And Daniel Breston would throw in a little comment here. Make sure you're protecting those people if they're empowered because they're going to fail. Yeah, (laughs) make sure... Make sure you're protecting them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's, and that's interesting because mistakes always happen and we have to be accepting of, of mistakes. Uh, and uh-huh. there are acceptable mistakes and there are unacceptable mistakes. If you're building software that flies <laughs> a uh, a passenger plane, uh, it's not okay to fail fast when that plane's in the air. <laughs> it's okay to fail yes. fast when you are designing the absolute bulletproof end result of that that will never fail.
0: So yeah, there's a big it, discussion yeah. there. Yeah, the impact on your reputation is a huge impact. Uh, it, that that's a large part of why you know we need continuity. That's why yeah. business continuity exists. That's why disaster yeah. recovery exists, so that we we stay up and and continue to operate. Yeah, continue to light to delight people.
1: And you know, I'm sure organizations around the world I know see this. They say, that's uh, SREs, side reliability, and, uh, reliability engineers, and this whole concept of cloud operations and services that stay up and reacting and responding, this is not just what's going on with Twitter and Google and Facebook. We know that. It's not just what's going on with um, Next Thing. It's not just got what's going on with the, the vendors that provide these, but it's going on with organizations that are delivering IT service to their employees uh, or customers or whatever term you want to use. These We're all doing the same thing. We're all doing the same thing. Yes. We're keeping it running. We're listening to the yeah. image. We're making it better. And we've worked out some great ways to do that. We should be learning from each other the great way to
0: do that. And that's why this podcast exists. (laughs) (laughs) Good segue, Ian. So let's talk a little bit about DEX because it's a hot topic. People are throwing it around all the time. Um, Let's just talk about it. What what does DEX stand for? What does it encompass? Hmm. Yeah, so uh, first of all, DEX is a uh,
1: technology market sector that's recently been talked about a great deal um and so i'm going to start my conversation around that so if you follow um the uh wise wizards in their tall towers Forrester and Gartner, and other industry analysts that, that give us very wise words about things you'll find that recently in the last two years uh both Forrester and Gartner have been talking a lot more about a sector called Dex. what's this thing called uh-huh. Dex? and that and DEX, digital employee experience. Um, Forrester also call it end user experience management, but the the world is gravitating towards the the, the DEX term. So you see this much more. Oh, no. uh, and at, at the time of this sector, which has vendors in it, right? There are vendors that produce tools. The next thing is a great example. Um, at the time that this was going on, there's also that big shift that I know you've seen in service management where it's not enough to provide IT that is available 95% of the time, if it's a nightmare to use it and it's really frustrating and it's really difficult. So, understanding the experience of an individual trying to do their damn job with the technology, it has been more than ITSM has been providing. ITSM was always reacting to things that were wrong, looking at them and trying to make it better in the future so it didn't go wrong again in the in the future, and it paid less attention to that poor person that's on that vital sales call, where that Microsoft Teams call quality dropped, um, and that sales call failed. Uh, yeah, and they never contacted IT about it because it's really painful. They just restarted Zoom and tried to carry on. And uh, these are all the things where why service management's recognised you've got to understand this now. The technology and the the practices in service management don't really provide that ability to understand that. And the DEX market is this new technology alongside it, which integrates very closely with ITSM and integrates very closely with uh, the end-user management, uh, end-user computing management, um, UEM, Unified Endpoint Management technologies, technologies like... um, Microsoft Intune and Microsoft, what was SCCM now SCEM uh, and Jamf and technologies like that. In between your service management tool and your UEM tool is a big space, and that space is what Dex tools provide. Now, what do you do if you use the Dex tools? What do you get from it? So, it gives you insight into the real individual's ability to do their job with the technology you're providing. It's a mixture of uh, lots of data from many, many different sources. So we talk a lot about observability. I don't know. And I Dex give you, uh, firstly, observability. Any Dex tool will give you insight into a person, their ability to do their job, which means information from their device. That means information from the applications they're using on that device. It means information uh, around the usage of cloud applications in their browser. It means information about, um, virtual environments, it meets information about the Zoom call I mentioned. It also means, uh-huh. very importantly, information about the sentiment of that individual. Uh, and now, sentiment you can't catch with a once a week email survey that they'd never reply to, right? That's not going to work. Right. The so sentiment uh, and communication is a live thing that happens with text tools, X thing. You have this continual. Um, presence which is checking everything's okay if something goes wrong it's checking can it help it's fixing things but it's also checking you know is everything all right for you today how will you score your your working life at the moment today at five past ten in the morning um and all of those come together right so observability you get all of these coming together so you can uniquely see what we often refer to as a deck score right which is a which is a number for you for your day-to-day Matt, your deck score might be 8.7 out of 10 Uh, and that's taken on board your um Microsoft Teams call you had on your mobile in your car this morning that's taken on board the fact that PowerPoint crashed twice that's taken on board uh the fact that um you uh were struggling to find the right connections and responses as you were using Salesforce I don't know I'm picking sort of random things brings all of those together yeah it's a score right So you're seeing. The next thing that we do is we help you diagnose. Um, That's seeing, observability. Now we help you diagnose. So we help you use that data to understand how to improve things. And here's the big ITSM connection. Um, DEX tools uh, and a a DEX culture and a DEX mindset uh, help you to stop incidents happening. You want to reduce your incidents uh, you uh, implement a DEX tool and it monitors and detects what's going on and it corrects it and it corrects it in, I often talk about in, in seven different ways of, of providing value. Uh, they'll detect and fix things by ensuring nothing goes wrong through automatic maintenance, through, hey Matt, you haven't rebooted your PC for three days. It's now a good mm. f- your PC because if you don't, sooner or later, huh, something's going to go wrong. And you know what? You're going to create an incident, or you're probably not because you're just going to get more upset about your IT and your work life. So why don't we ask you to reboot your PC, or if something goes wrong in the background? Dex tools like next thing we catch it and fix it, and you didn't even know it went wrong. You don't oh. even know. so that incident didn't happen. That bad event that stops you being effective didn't happen. That that impact on your ability to be successful in your job just did not happen, or. Sometimes we do need to talk to you. Yikes, Mert, we've noticed uh, you um, inadvertently have changed the version of uh, Teams that's running. Uh, we know there's a problem with this one. You really need to change it. We'll do it for you automatically. Uh, it's now a convenient time because it's also going to need a reboot. Would you like to reboot now while we do this? And you say, no, 50 minutes later, please. And then we come back and it automatically does this. Uh, and... Uh, where did I get to? One, two, three. Then you're getting into, um, this becomes part of the service management workflow. So now things, uh, and we're still at the the remediation and the automation and the diagnostics as tickets come into your service desk with whichever tool of choice, that may be as tickets come into your service desk, Dextools can be pre-diagnosing what's going on and updating that ticket and even providing the action to fix that ticket and even resolving that ticket for you
0: got it
1: now yeah it's automation but it's experience-centric automation making your resolutions lining fast it's eliminating the causes of incidents and that goes all the way through to support analysts on service management tools working on an incident or a request or a change and giving insight into the employee's deck score and giving an ability to push fixes and actions and corrections that are often multiple, multiple steps across multiple tools, but they're all employee centric. Uh, And that rolls all the way up into the tools themselves, where you start to get things like uh, comparative data about how often things are happening and whether there's a trend and how you're seeing improvements over time and recommendations on where you can apply fixes. Um, And you're really getting into the, the whole proactive Fixed level, you might say. There's an element of pro- proactive problem management to this. Uh, it's a highly automated yeah. form of problem management, and it's very, very use case focused as well. Uh, at, uh. At, when it lets you identify where is time and money being spent in my organisation that I can eliminate by applying Dex technology alongside my service and my my endpoint management tools. Um, I'm going to pause for a second, because I just feel like I've come out with 10,000 10, words. But, um, <laughs> yeah, last bit. So use cases. The difference is, right, service management is a broad, wide thing where we're responding and we're reacting and we're following flow and structure and providing improved service. And DEX is very much, it's a very targeted, eliminating the causes of time, an expense and effort, often that's IT time saved as well, dramatic evidence that come in from this. The time spent resolving that same incident that happens once for one person in a year, well, actually, if you're 100,000 employees and each time it's taking you 45 minutes for IT to go through three different people and follow 25 steps to fix this, that time is huge for the affected employees and across yeah. IT as well.
0: Exactly. Oh, yeah. Let's stop for a second. <laughs> <laughs> <Enough> <laughs> it's so good. I mean, I, I have so many ideas, so many questions, so many observations. It's it's almost mind moggling <laughs> It feels like this is how you work upstream towards towards the root cause of problems. Yeah. Towards the root cause of incidents. Yeah. That's,
1: that's, towards the root cause of wasted time. And bad and experiences, and it's it is very targeted uh-huh. to that observability, so you can really, in my mind, you've got you know the snipers' sides. It, it's literally like that. It's like here you didn't know, but here is something that is causing multiple minutes of impact across thousands upon thousands of people in your organization. And you add all those minutes up; it's insane. It's insane. You can stop uh-huh. happening. None of them are reporting an incident to your service desk about it. They're just frustrated. They're clicking and clicking, and oh, it's okay. It's happened again, but it's gone away. Text tools let you see what's going on. They let you diagnose what the solution is, and they let you fix it in the appropriate right way.
0: Yes. Yes. Well, I'll tell you I think more. back to, you know, oh, please, please, yes. I
1: was just going to finish with one more thing why this is, or evidence of why this is so hot at the moment. I think it was. Um, Uh, a recent Garner report that came out that said a couple of years ago, about 5% of organizations had a DEX team, a DEX team um, and DEX tooling in their, in their IT uh, organization. They're forecasting by 2025. So what's that two years? Um, 50% of all organizations will have a DEX team, DEX technologies. Now, with my background, I can tell you all, all of those, if they're any good, will be very tightly integrated with ITSM because the two are really, really powerful and complementary. So that's a really th- important mm-hmm. thing to keep an eye on. But this is this is um,
0: growing because it's really, really effective and really impactful. Bingo. That's the value right there because you and I have seen it. We have seen the impact uh, of doing this manually and now doing it how how, how we're doing it. The ten thousand words you just said. <laughs> and, Orange. and it it, uh, it 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 it's it's programmatically fixing so many of the last mile problems that service management couldn't. And I'll never forget the first time someone said, "You are lucky if a user reports an incident." That's it in blew my mind.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's the, that is the the, the core of of why Dex is so powerful because. And I, you know, I used to struggle with this back in service management days, no matter how beautiful and shiny your self-service portal is, most people don't care because they're trying to do their job and they don't want to go there. They have to. And many of them don't. And again, I made that comment yes. and I'll make it again. You know, if, if we're recording this and it crashes now, uh, I'm not going to stop and contact my IT department and create a ticket. Now, don't get me wrong. The purpose of a self-service portal is fantastic. It's really, really important. But you're catching feedback from a slice of the world, and being able to catch much more feedback and react to that feedback needs a Dex focus brought into that as
0: well. Yeah, lagging indicators versus yeah, leading indicators. Yeah, there
1: you go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, an incident is is a lagging indicator um, of somebody's frustration that they're so frustrated they've taken the time to fill in that form uh, and record. Those details. So either they're really frustrated, or they're a lot of free time on their hands.
0: Yes. And think about like I remember picking laptops for for a workforce. You know, for three hundred people are going to get this laptop that we pick, and we it was it was a it was a it was a spray and pray. We're throwing darts at a dartboard. I mean, we have really nothing to go on except for our own personal experience using. This demo laptop for yeah. a week or two, or, you know, if we were really lucky, we could get a user involved and have them use it for a week or two and give us feedback. Um, this really gives you the ability to study what is working and what isn't, make changes to your services yes. and portfolio to yes. to adapt to what people are, are seeing and experiencing. And,
1: and you'll make make improvements, make changes to your services and your portfolios. And that's a really important point because this is so uh-huh. complementary, It's not contradictory, right? This is feeding into oh, yeah. the best of service management. This is feeding into making your service desk better, and it's feeding into your service improvement and your digital transformation. It makes it better. It makes it better. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's a that's a really important point.
0: I want to talk a little bit about it, um, and I'm going to put you on the spot, here, because we didn't talk about this beforehand, but I really oh. want to know some of the details. <laughs> yeah, whoo! Now, what I want to know is how how much of the of the setup, the the onset, the the design of next thing is is the onus on IT. How much of it is done by you, and how much do we have to like watch this stuff and configure it and set it up?
1: uh the, Dex technologies are a lot less um, a blank sheet of paper than some of the more high-end enterprise traditional ITSM tools have been so ITSM and I know you have a high ITSM viewing audience um is uh started with some technologies where it's pretty complex and you've got to design really heavy workflows and form designs and business rules and logic and layouts and so on and Mm -hmm. um traditionally there was an expectation there's a lot of work involved in doing that yeah Dex technology is not like that um it comes okay. you know very ready to go and certainly with next thing i can comment that what we also provide are is a very substantial library full of pre-built um well, we call them content packs but uh pre-builds or library packs pre-built you remember i talked about the snipers view of yeah. finding mm-hmm. the target so uh whether you're looking at issues with uh, response time on um, Microsoft Teams calls, or whether you're looking at green IT usage, and whether people are overusing the the IT on their uh, using too much uh, energy, uh, running their devices for too long or in in bad ways, or whether you're looking for devices that uh, or people that are uh, expressing frustration about the speed of their in-house application that they're using. Um, and how to respond to that. We build these packs and we deliver them so our customers can just go, you know, click, 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 and all of the pieces come in. So you, you pick and choose. So where, where are my targets? <laughs> I, I want to yeah. monitor, monitor this, I want to monitor this, I want to plug that into my CMDB, I want to bring that over to my ticket form, and I want... So you're choosing. So there's a lot less of that, if you like, old-school style ITSM design. Now, I know more modern... ITSM tools oftentimes are much simpler on the on-ramp than they used to be. Um, and so that that difference may be, maybe they're a little bit closer. You know,
0: maybe they're a little bit uh-huh. closer. But, um, yeah, I definitely see that. In the in the mid-market ITSM tools anyway, there's a lot less configuration, a lot less um, thinking and setup that you have to do. But that's kind of what I was trying to get at is like, can I just say, hey, my company uses Office, Zill, and Google Chrome. Now, give me those packs. Tell me what I'm needing yeah. to fix, and off I go.
1: Yeah, yeah, you can. I think one thing also we find is there's a certain level of, uh, I guess it's he might describe it loosely as maturity around the concept of decks and organizations that are maturing in their understanding of what this can do do tend uh, to in uh, and time making sure that the measures and the metrics and the things they're assessing are very specific to their organization. We tend to find, yeah, you can pick and choose these, but there's always a little bit of we're going to do some more. We want to, we're focusing here in our organization. We're different. We got these. So I think, you know, realistically, there's, there's continual adjusting of the targeting and the next steps that have come from that. So, you know, you're, you're continually tuning the engine
0: yeah i think that's to be expected just curious how how everyone gets started and you know i would really love to play with it <laughs> actually just to see you know what are my kids going to complain about on their devices what uh yeah. what are my teens going to be complaining about yeah, there's to, a couple tools yeah. i want to well, target what, like okay hubspot
1: well <laughs> one, of, one of the great things um i mean it's it's not a in case people think it's tracking technology it you only monitor usage of of the selected business applications but you can monitor right into where people click and where the delays are and so on but one of the cool things with with nextthink and i think other dex technology too is by default it's collecting a history of things that went wrong events that happened errors that happened significant activity and you've got you know d- days and days and weeks of this stretching back in the past so uniquely unlike any of the other technologies you can pick you, or you can see your the tail of your journey of activity across your all your different devices with all your different apps and all your different tools, and I can see where the dips are, and I can see, you know, every morning at 10 in the morning you have this crazy spike that goes on, and I can see the activity and the applications in your browser that are doing that, or the local apps that are doing that, or the um, the cloud apps or the virtual apps, all these sorts of things. So it's about you, but I've got that observability into a history of your digital
0: experience. The power. I just, <laughs> all I can think about is how powerful that is. It is. It's very <laughs> and powerful. I would... Don't
1: forget, it does still come down to people and this is the
0: service connection. Exactly. Bar. It still
1: comes down to, this is a technology to make life better, both for IT. it has a big making life better value for IT, time saving, and making life better for every employee either you know, knowledge work at a desk or in a retail environment or in a, any environment where they have the, the technology
0: because it's focused on the people. Exactly. Excellent. Okay, Ian, where can people connect with you and learn more? Oh,
1: well, uh, at uh, nextthing.com, you'll find more detail on there. Um, obviously. I tell you what, if anybody's interested, they should search for the Dex Hub, which is out there. Uh, it's a... Uh, an independent uh, source of industry and career advice about those looking to develop their careers in index, They should look out for uh, also the DEX show podcast that's that's done that uh, talks about that topic. So anyone interested in that direction, go for that. You'll find me on LinkedIn. You'll find me on Twitter, both under my name. Um, and you'll find me on the independent enterprise digital podcast that I do with the extraordinary Barclay Ray, um, and uh, you hear us talking idle nonsense on that on a very regular basis, all around uh, transformation and technology to change and advance a business. And very often it comes back to service and experience. Those two come up very frequently.
0: It's a very good podcast. I love it. And thank you for being on Ticket Volume, Ian. Hey, it's been fun. I'm sorry if I talked too much, but this was good. <laughs> No, I asked you to talk. That's what you're here for. (laughs) And for our audience, thank you for listening to us while we talk through this episode. We've got a bunch more out there, Uh, more to come. Barclay Ray is going to be on soon. We've got, I think, six or seven in the pipeline. So make sure you subscribe to receive an alert every time I release a new episode. You can also submit a specific topic, like if you're interested in decks or something else, maybe the new SCCM uh, or some other Microsoft change or you want to talk about the Spotify outage last week. Tons of topics to talk about. Leave a comment on Ticket Volumes' LinkedIn page. Just shout it into the ether. DM me on Twitter. However you think you can get a hold of us, you probably can. And speaking of that, if you liked the podcast or want to share feedback, leave a review. You know the algorithms reward us for your interaction. This podcast is brought to you by Invigate the all-in-one IT service and asset management system that helps organizations with world-class IT support. If you're looking for a solution to build your help desk without year long implementations, and a lot of configuration, you're going to love Invigate. In fact, IT teams from NASA, Toyota, McDonald's, and many more use Invigate to manage requests, automate workflows, and centralize IT inventory data so that they can focus on delivering better service and better experiences. Cause remember good service, that's good business.